It's a White Sox winner today on the show, and we are brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And now, let's start the show. White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Sox, a happy edition after White Sox walk off with a 4-3 win over the Cleveland Indians. My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter, if you're following. Chris Tannehill, at Chris Tannehill. And our show is at Locked On Socks on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube. Go there and subscribe. Maybe hit the notifications bell so you can see when we drop a new video. 312-566-8727. I see some people leaving voicemails already. 312-566-8727. If you want to leave one yourself after a victory or sometimes a loss. Those are even more fun. And locked on socks at gmail.com if you want to do old school email. We read a couple last night in our mailbag Monday edition. But without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, I know how you're doing tonight because the White Sox won. Well, let me verify this with Bill Walton. Hang on one second, real quick. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. Uh, just before we begin tonight, I just want to say, uh, yes, White Sox 4-3 to three winners last night. And that was my favorite Herb Lawrence hello to start a show in our 200-something episodes we've done together. You were channeling your inner John Miller on that one. It was just uh, it was very crisp, and it was, uh, it was nice. I was feeling that. You have to go hey, back and listen to it later to hear what I'm talking about. I, I love it. I always <laughs> listen back to the, at least the beginning of the show just to see Makes how bad sense. I sound, and then I retweet the uh, link from the Apple store. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much, yeah, sir. I, I enjoyed that, yeah. So White Sox 4-3 winners tonight. This game was not in HD for many folks out there. I consumed the game on the NBC Sports Chicago app. That way I didn't have to dick around and find out where the game was being shown. I have YouTube TV, so I couldn't find it right away. Um, okay, so that's how you consume as well. So how did you watch it until that point, until well, the YouTube TV caught up? I got home at like 6.30. Courtney went and got some stuff for the dog down at the PetSmart. And so I had to like walk the dog and then find out what the hell is going on here. And I just couldn't. So I went on to my MLB.TV app. Of course, I can't watch it. Yeah. So I just listened to, uh, was it? It was uh, Connor McKnight. And yeah. Aaron how, how did Connor do? I missed. I wanted to hear Connor. I didn't get a chance to. Connor did a solid job. Didn't seem nervous. Didn't seem uh, too big for the moment. Or the moment didn't seem too big for him. Did a good job. And DJ is DJ. So it was all good. I listened to that on the app. So uh, ESPN 1000 doesn't get any points for that. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm all about the score. But, yeah, yeah, great job. And then Courtney came home because she's smart. She's like, you know, I'm going to use this Comcast thing, which I have from some family member. And look at, and we're going to project it onto the screen. So Ooh, that's what we did. There we go. We got the uh, NBC Sports app on the T 
TV and then uh, watched it up until like 8.30 and then they switched over to the main channel and we got back to YouTube TV. Yeah, so the NBC Sports Chicago app is like a tick behind YouTube TV, which is a tick behind you know regular cable, which is uh, a few ticks behind real life. Uh, but so I'm always tempted to go look at the MLB uh, game day box score and like, you know, for spoilers because sometimes those tense moments in a ball game, I feel like I can't handle it. So I'll skip ahead and see what actually happened. Uh, when you love to see that in play <laughs> runs. Oh, run, yeah. Runs. We, we don't see that often this year, especially nope. the plural runs. Uh, but let's start tonight on, uh, I think, the, the, the star of the game, uh, which we do not have a, a, a prize for. It's not sponsored. Uh, but if we did, I'd give it to Cody Hoyer tonight. Man, Cody Hoyer was out there just breaking these fools off with that changeup, coming in, throwing high 90s. He goes two and a third, gives up just the one hit, no runs, no walks four strikeouts and he came on in a, in a very high leverage spot in the game and he hammers it home no Liam Hendricks in the ninth inning uh, for the White Sox but Cody Hoyer man which is so damn good tonight Arby yeah he was and they made him strike out Perez twice because the ump is a dummy and doesn't know when a ball is getting transferred from a glove oh, to a hand I love passive aggressive Yaz right there too like showing cool. showing the glove to the ump and to Perez after the fact that's like shades of AJ right there like if my mm -hmm. catcher in the White Sox uniform is not passive aggressive I can't ride with it so I appreciated that very much but that was a horrendous missed opportunity and I felt I was like oh god here we go again yeah me too I thought that was like okay he's gonna hit this bloop single the winning run's gonna score or the go-ahead run's gonna score but Cody Hoyer untouchable the man is out there throwing 98, moving. It's scary out there. I remember, uh, was it Jordan Luplo? I think it was his first at batter. You missed, he, no, Honus Luplo? Is that who yeah, you, oh, yeah. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> he crushes left-handers, but he can't see right-handers. And there was no seeing Cody Hort tonight. He threw a ball. I think it was on the 1-2 count. And Luplo was looking to, like, hit something on the outside corner. And Hoyer threw a ball, like, kind of by his face i was scared for loop low like he was gonna lean into a 98 that was moving into him just the sinker is unbelievable right now it's working the guy ever since we saw him last year has been a revelation it's so good to see that he's continued his good work i mean we've seen matt foster um, struggle a little bit but i think it's mostly because of the situations we put in this one was a tough situation himself for Cody Hoyer coming in to relieve Evan Marshall, who did, by my estimation, did a good job, really good job. And then uh, Cody uh, just giving up the one. No, he uh, sorry, he relieved Aaron Bummer. Sorry about that. But he did a good job just squelching that had the inherent runners just stop right there. You're not scoring and we're going to be solid. I was surprised they used them for so long. So we're not going to have Cody Hoyer for probably the next couple games, but a hot hand is a hot hand. When he got done with the inning and third, I was like, all right, man, Cody Hoyer, good times. And LaRusso's like, nope, you're going out for that third inning. And he finished it off. He finished that top of the ninth off perfectly. Yeah, and it was a perfect day, just what the doctor ordered for the bullpen. It was a nice bounce back day for the bullpen. Marshall limiting the, the damage when he came into that ball game. Just Cody Hoyer, just once again, though, that, that nasty changeup that he broke off Fran Mil Reyes to end the eighth inning was just was awesome. And, you know, Jose Ramirez, by the way, I don't think he's ever looked this bad against the White Sox. I do not expect that to continue. Um, I, I fear for the, <laughs> I weep for the future, as a matter of fact, in, in that regard. But it was good to see Jose Ramirez 
Ramirez have a, have an off night where he just looked lost up there against the White Sox bullpen. But the bullpen came on and they they saved the day for Dallas Keuchel, who you know Dallas Keuchel is you know off to a shaky start this year. You know, around the third inning, though, after giving up the home run, the of course gave up a home run, the two-run shot to Eddie Rosario, the least surprising thing in the world if you're a White Sox fan. He, of course, coming over from the Twins this year. And, you know, all of a sudden, third inning or so, Dallas Keigel starts to get it rolling. He's in a good rhythm. He's getting weak contact all over the place. Yohan Moncada was phenomenal at third base today, made several great plays. And this is what I'm talking about, man, doing the little things to win ball games. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot today, the White Sox. They, they made the plays behind Keigel, which is important when you have a contact pitcher up there. Robert with a nice play in the first inning out to deep center field on the warning track. But so he's, Dallas Keuchel begins to cruise. He retires five in a row through five or 12, 12 in a row through five. And then in the sixth inning, you know, he gives up the leadoff walk to Chang, Honus Luplo with a single, and then the walk to uh, Hernandez setting up Jose Ramirez for the bases loaded, nobody out situation. That's when Evan Marshall comes in and gets the job done there, surrendering only the one run. But is this a future we're going to have to plan for here, Herb? You think uh, no Dallas Keuchel after five, or do you think today was sort of uh, an anomaly that he just kind of lost his feel a bit there? I think he just lost his feel there. He was cruising with only like 68 pitches. I think that's what he left with the game. It was good to good by Tony to see that he didn't have it in that inning, and it was good to move on to Evan Marshall. He's like a veteran, hasn't pitched you know a certain amount of pitches. Sometimes a, a manager will leave him in, and Tony pulled the trigger at the right time, and Evan Marshall – he only gave up that one run, and that was charged to Keiko, of course. And then Bummer came in and did another great job. But I say if this is what Keiko is going forward, I mean, this is kind of what I expected last year, a uh, five- or six-inning guy who's given up three earned, which is a quality start in my book, six uh, six innings, then on three earned or less. I'll take that. I know we're supposed to expect more out of a pitcher who was top ten in the Cy Youngs last year, but – when our offense, and that's another thing we're going to get to, Ooh, friends, yeah. our offense is struggling. Let's get to when it. When our offense does our thing, Dallas Keuchel with his six innings, or today was five and, and three earned, should be enough. But uh, I think that he'll be fine, and he'll probably pitch a little bit better than he did today. So let's get to that offense. The Sox scratch out only uh, five hits today. Very top-heavy here uh, yep. in the top of the order. Uh, Yermin gets a hit. Moncada with two hits. It's great to see. Luis Robert with a hit today, and also, of course, Adam Eaton with the big three-run shot. Look, man, you know, I don't know what to say about Adam Eaton at this point, but he happens to be carrying them offensively. I don't think we ever thought we'd say that ever in 2021, but the move bringing Adam Eaton over from from the Nationals, like it's paying off for right now. And, you know, it's just it's nice to have that presence in the lineup, a professional hitter who has a, just enough pop and can, you know, just – you know, have a good at bat for you, and it's not ideal, obviously. But when no one else is hitting, when you're living in the Adam Eaton and Nick Williams era, like it's 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 nice that he's out there providing a spark when they need it. Because oh boy, do they need it at this point? Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that he's our what a home run leader right now? And he, yeah, like you said, he is doing the job. If he's at the top of the lineup or he's down a little further, the guy's doing a good job. I got to give him his credit. He's uh better than I expected as as yet I mean, defense is still a little shaky but Adam Eaton is contributing more than any right fielder has done in the last couple of years but that's not saying a lot if he keeps this track up which he won't 
uh, I'll be very shocked. <laughs> he, like he's, I think his career high is somewhere in the mid, like 12, 13 home runs in a year. So 12, 13 would be awesome for Matt Meaton. I'm not expecting that if he ends up with like 10 home runs plus, it'll be a, a big time win. And it'll be good for Rick Hahn to do that. But yeah, this offense, I don't know if it, we need him to be the spark and good news coming out of uh, the pregame where Tony expects Tim to be starting on Thursday afternoon in the getaway game. Yeah, we need Tim back in the worst way. You know, you know what this offense could use? And I know you had Nick Williams tonight with the walk-off um, fielder's <laughs> choice, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but he did play decent defense tonight and he got on base, uh, you know, with a walk earlier in the, in the evening. But, you know... They need T.A. back, and they're going to get him back soon here. But it's almost like this offense could use the spark of a high upside professional college bat in the lineup, you know, like a number one pick type of guy. It's almost <laughs> as if they could use something like that. Here we are again, Andrew Vaughn not being able to scratch the starting lineup. I know you had the, the right-hander in McKenzie going, and you know, but I, I just I, I don't get it, man. That This is coming to a head here, another day where Tony's not budging, where you need – someone to provide a spark and you have a high upside bat like that and yet Andrew Vaughn can't get into himself in the lineup like you know this is I don't know how this ends but again we, I know we talked about it yesterday but here we are once again another day where Andrew Vaughn cannot get in the lineup and you got to wonder like you know what's going on in his head you know we talked about him starting the season and possibly struggling and then what do you do and you know when you when you don't get this an insurance policy at DH but now this is not something that we foresee foresaw happening where he just can't get in the lineup i think you're uh i think you said the other day about there might be some miscommunication with the front office and the manager's office and i'm thinking that's 100% tony sees that maybe Andrew is not fully developed and he doesn't want to use him as a major league hitter and fielder right now. And so he plays him sporadically, but also, like you said, that's the same thing that we've done with Zach Collins. And we see what the product is right now. It's not good. It's not finished. It's like incomplete. It's there's stalled uh, progression for both of these guys. My hope for Andrew Vaughn, they talked him up the whole off season. A lot of people talked about, and I've started believing it. And they brought him up initially without a contract, without a, a long-term deal, no service time games for him. So if you're doing all that, being consistent with that would be playing him most of the time. But if you're like, if you're sitting him out and you signed a veteran, I'm fine with it. It's smooth. You want to win. That's awesome. But you're siding, you're, you're siding with Billy Hamilton and Nick Williams. This type of garbage. Larry jo- Garcia. Josh, Josh Reddick, by the way, signed a minor league deal. I think it was minor league deal with the Diamondbacks today, with yeah. the D-backs. So. That would have been a perfect signing, as we have been clamoring. Especially a left-handed bat, too. You could use more balance in the lineup, you know? And so to be sat down for Nick Williams multiple times, Nick Williams has got starts. And before that, before Billy Hamilton got hurt, it was him. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I can't stand the fact that they have this kid on the team just sitting there on the sidelines. And he's not doing poorly. He's got a 400 on base percentage in his 20 at-bats he's had. For a guy that has skipped so many levels and played his first major league game, to have a 400 on base percentage to start his career is pretty phenomenal. Let him continue to do this, and if you want his average to come up, you got to let him get a representative amount of bats to struggle, adjust, and then dominate. 
this is what they told us. He's going to be a major league hitter. He can't be a major league hitter on the bench. Yeah, you know, this is a situation where, you know, I think maybe miscommunication for sure. Um, Tony doesn't have to answer to Rick Hahn, it doesn't seem like. You know, nope. Tony just, you know, it seems like people are speculating that Tony's the one in charge. And I, and I see, you know, James Fox talking about this type of stuff on Twitter. I'm not, you know, sourced enough to tell you whether or not that's true. But it's, it certainly seems like what Tony wants, Tony gets. You know, I think it is kind of out of character for the Sox to spend their their free agent cash surplus on a guy that's you know going to pitch one inning a game uh, if you're lucky that's if in winning games only you know in Liam Hendricks and we saw Cody Hoyer out there tonight and what do we say early in the offseason like hey if the Sox decided they want to ride with Cody Hoyer to be the closer we could totally get why they would do that if they want to you know put resources elsewhere they end up getting a closer Tony talked about the importance of a closer so it would seem like Tony is running the show you know and what I think that it's getting lost here is it's it's a bit of a different game than it was ten years ago when Tony left. Now you're seeing guys with higher upside up earlier because you've got guys coming out of that bullpen and even starting games like you saw today, like just with throwing high velocity, nasty stuff. So you you need these young bats to come up there and you know guys that are quick enough to catch up to this high velocity stuff. And now you're seeing because of the finances of the game and also just because of the way the game has changed from a pitching perspective, high upside bats should not have to to sit down in, in, in the minor leagues and, and rot for so long, especially when there's no minor league season. Like you get those guys up here and try to see if they can make a difference, and I think that's one thing that's changed. And not many things have changed in the last 10 years, but I think that's one of the biggest things that has changed. Maybe it's more financial than anything, but regardless, it's like that's the trend that the game is in now where I think any normal – new school quote-unquote type manager would have Andrew Vaughn up in, in this situation but maybe Tony is just protecting Andrew Vaughn from himself and he sees like maybe he's internalizing a little bit you know Tim Anderson has talked about how they're trying to get him to break out of his shell a little bit in Andrew Vaughn so you know this is one thing maybe Tony knows like hey if I if I have him if I do if I have him out there and he fails I could lose this kid because he's not you know, tough enough mentally to withstand 162 game season. I don't know what it is, but this thing is, we're going to have more of these things revealed to us in due time here, but it's certainly not ideal to have your number one pick out there on the bench, uh, losing playing time to Nick Williams, who, you know, did have the walk off tonight. Uh, But I would love to hear Rick Hahn talk about more of this, even, you know, even though he kind of spoke about it before the home opener, uh, but you know, maybe before the next homestand, we'll get a little more clarity there. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear some of your voicemails, and we'll preview what's coming up on tomorrow's show here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You know, there's so many different makes and models of cars these days, it's become impossible for your traditional chain storefront to stock all those parts that your car's ever going to need. So why endure that process of going into the store and asking what you think are dumb questions, and you wait for the person behind the counter to check their inventory on their computer, and they only choose the brands that they happen to carry? Why would you do that when you have access to a vast catalog of auto parts at rockauto.com in your pocket it's right there on your phone silly you know there's a lot of reasons to maintain your automobile i know herb and i are thinking about hitting the road here we're making our road trip plans for pittsburgh in june and i know if i'm going to be driving i want to make sure my car is running in tip-top shape you know we're approaching a couple hundred thousand miles on that thing and you know i want to make sure herb and i are safe on the road to pittsburgh so whatever my car is going to need to keep me on the road longer i'm going to go to rockauto.com 
and get those parts. And I know by shopping at rockauto.com, those prices are going to be reliably low, not just for me, not just for you, but for everybody. You see, because those chain stores, they charge different price tiers for do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics, but not rockauto.com. Their prices are always reliably low. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. I think I'm going to need some new air freshener before we hit the road here with our, whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. And best of all, it's delivered right to your door. So go to rockauto.com now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write the promo code locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, I'm going in blind here, Herb. Should we check out some of these voicemails tonight? Let's do it. All right, let's see. We got the 708 here checking in on Locked On White Sox voicemail. How can the folks get a hold of us on the Locked On Sox voicemail, Herb? They can call 312-566-8727. That is Harold Baines. A.J. Brzezinski, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fisk, and Tim Anderson. All right, let's check out see what the 708 has to say. This was before the game ended, I believe. Let's see here. Hey, Danny and Herb. It's Joe from Champaign. I still hate Adam Eaton. Todd Frazier was right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's not the kind of <laughs> negativity you need here after a big 4-3 to three win over a division <laughs> rival. <laughs> I, the first ones out of the Short gate, sweet. yeah. Oh, that's the, great. the first ones out of the gate are always just on it. They're 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 succinct. They get right to the point, and we like that. Eaton, nobody like you. All right, let's just check in and see what the eight one five has to say tonight. Another short one, it looks like. Yasmani Grandal's helmet gone too soon. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> I don't even know. Died a winner. <laughs> Had a winner. Good job, yes, money. Durandell's head. Uh, yeah. head. So, Moments. yeah, a very, a very spirited uh, voicemail segment here today on the show. Um, perhaps we should tweet out that number uh, after that walk-off uh, victory there, but we will get some more more excitement there. But that's the essence of uh, the White I like Sox. The short and sweet. Hey, yeah, man. that that's fine. We already kind of went over, uh, you know, to begin with. So uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else missing from this game. Carlos Rodon scratched. From this ball game with some tummy troubles. You ever have tummy troubles interfere with you trying to live your life at all? Ever have a close call scenario? Oh, all the time, yeah. All the time? Not all the time, (laughs) but yeah, I have some tummy troubles, but never, you know, never started a baseball game. I could (laughs) be very sure that if I had tummy troubles, which probably means he's got some diarrhea, I wouldn't be on the mound wearing some white striped pants. (laughs) So, yeah. Get your uh, stomach all ready. I saw his wife's Instagram, Ashley Rodon. They were at the one, hospital. One of the good baseball wives on social media. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, at boy. the hospital. She was in the car with her kids, keeping them occupied while her husband's in there trying to get his uh, stomach right. So maybe probably lost some uh, fluids and getting his IV right. But up until about two, three hours, it still had him listed as the starting pitcher. But he probably tried to fight through that as any tough guy would and didn't want to miss a start hopefully we could just take one of these starts that dallas kike was gonna be pitching anyways a couple a uh, couple starts down the road so he can probably pitch that thursday game and then walk away uh, i'd love to hear uh rodan talk about this uh candidly like well you know if it was a road game and i was wearing the grays i probably could have gutted it out but the home white pinstripes that was a no-go for me all right we'll take a quick time out here we come back we'll tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show here on locked 
On White Sox. Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over. Baseball's just getting going here. You've still got the NBA going. Lots of good opportunities to make some money in the NHL as well every single night at Bet Online. As a matter of fact, Herbie, Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, and other types of entertainment. Yeah, I'm looking right now at the hot dog eating contest. BetOnline.ag has an entertainment section for the competitive eating. Right now, they have a bet up for Joey Chestnut eating over or under 74 and a half <laughs> hot dogs in the hot dog eating contest. Whew, friends. Um, I, I love that. Should we do some more research on that one before? We I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know his records like in the 70s, yeah. but he's getting older. Like, I think he he got his 75 is the last year's um, hot dog eating championship. So he's got that record already. I don't know if there's impetus. He keeps on breaking his own record. I don't know if there's impetus for him to keep on doing it because there's no one close to him. So he's battling against himself. To eat 75 hot dogs in one sitting is ridiculous. So I'm going under on that one. I'm going under for Joey Chestnut, 74 and a half hot dogs in the hot dog eating contest. Ooh, boy. Yeah, I'll have to do some more research here before I make my decision and plunk my money down at betonline.ag. But they've got everything. You can bet on... Uh, who's going to win the 2024 election already? You can place a futures bet on that. If you're into the markets, you can bet on how well or how poor the market's going to do on a daily basis. There's a lot of interesting things and lots of different ways to make money at betonline.ag. The odds are updated in real time, and there's props on almost anything you can imagine, as I just said. It's got you covered for the news, scores, and odds, and BetOnline is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up, best of all. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and do not forget our promo code locked on when you sign up and get your 50% bonus at Bet Online. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Herb. Coming up tonight, we've got a real Jim Dandy for you. Mm. If you if you like uh, pitching duels and you know just dominant aces in the American League, this one's for you because Giolito still going to make the start tonight against Shane Bieber with the three six five earned run average. Giolito sporting the four two two. This is what I'm talking about right here, man. Like you know, they're going to Sox are going to have to play a solid game. Uh, they're going to have to execute offensively and play another good game defensively if they want to scratch out a dub here versus Shane Bieber. But this should be a really good one. Yeah, it should be. I'm looking forward to it. I don't like uh, pitching uh, matchups. I don't. Not at all, especially with Shane Bieber on the other side. We don't have James McCann anymore to hit home runs off of him. <sighs> I'm very scared, very, very scared. <laughs> Not that they're going to get any runs off of Lucas Giolito, but that our offensive woes are going to continue. Or maybe, maybe just like a tough pitcher like Shane Bieber will wake our bats up and we'll get more than five hits and we'll manufacture runs and we'll hit a ball over the fence a couple times. The White Sox are really good when they hit the ball over the fence. They hit the ball over the fence today, they win. They don't hit the ball over the fence, not winning at all. So I don't know if we can uh, sneak one over the fence for Shane Bieber, but I'm wishing somebody just runs into one. Not Nick Williams. If I see him in the goddamn lineup tomorrow <laughs> again or t- later on tonight, I'm going to go to Tony and just going to have a very 
long conversation with him, the Hall of Fame baseball person. Absolutely. Stop, stop messing with him. Let the kid face Shane Bieber and see how Major Leagues is all about. And maybe he can he can run into one and get his first home run of his career. Yeah, again, you know, you can't hide these guys, man. Like, the, this is Major League Baseball, man. Like, you can't hide players. Like, they're big boys. They can handle it. Like, you know, I, I don't understand. But we'll, we'll see. Hopefully he's in the lineup tomorrow, and it should be a good one, a fun one on the south side. And we'll have your post-game recap on Wednesday morning. At midnight, hopefully. Yeah, as, long as, the, as long as the game's not going on, we'll have the recap posted first thing Wednesday morning. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a White Sox winner. Uh, but other than that, tonight, uh, last night, White Sox victorious 4-3 to over the Indians. Yohan Moncada looked good, uh, you know, finally at the plate. You know, uh, he made a few good plays defensively, and I think that was able to allow him to carry that over to the plate. So hopefully uh, we have a good trend going there. Uh, left-handed hitter against Shane Bieber. I'm, I'm picking Yoan tomorrow to be uh, to have a big night for the Sox. So that's all I got tonight, Herb. All right, that is Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknewall23 on Twitter. And if you're looking to follow Locked On Sox, it is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go there and subscribe right now. Maybe you'll win a prize pack, a T-shirt, and a nice mug. 312-566-8727. And I like that short and sweet one, Tanny. The one from Champagne, it was really nice. <laughs> Give me some more of those. Long-winded ones are fine, too. I know I we like our guy Paul, correct? And he's fine. He's good when he's sober. Yeah. My, my guy Steve. Good. My guy Steve from Arlington Heights. We didn't get to his, uh, you know, the, the sky is falling type voicemail. Uh, we didn't have time for that one the other was day. Was that today? No, that was... Uh, so after Sunday's game, that nothing oh, okay. nothing good will happen to the team. I think we covered that uh, aspect in our show yesterday, where nothing good will ever happen to the team. So, well, we appreciate you, Steve, uh, checking in. Stephen Arlington Heights, say what's up to Brian Peruk and Mike Esposito out there in his heights, and my guy Nick Shepkowski too. That's right. All right. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. On this victorious, awesome Monday night. Well, sorry. Now you're listening. This is Tuesday morning. Locked on socks.